this is your first time jumping into this teaching, I do suggest you go back and listen to the other ones first. But we're talking about how, how to hope. And in order to see the thing manifest, because we all love to hope, but the reality is we want to see that thing manifest. We want to see the thing that we've been hoping for come to pass. So how? How does that happen? Hebrews 11.1, 1, it's faith. Faith is the confirmation of the thing that we hope for. Faith brings the thing that we are hoping for into reality. And it cannot be comprehended by physical senses. Going back to what we talked about in the other chapters, um, I mean, in the other uh, studies, Hebrews uh, 4, I think 22, we were at. Um, and then we also talked about how the word of God rightly divides the soul and the spirit. We talked about from John how the spirit, the word is spirit and the flesh cannot convey, cannot comprehend, cannot understand the things of the spirit. Well, this is what it's saying here in Hebrews 11.1. 1. So I can feel like the thing that I'm hoping for seems very far off, but in the spirit, it could be right there. My snaps are just not good, but it could be right there, right there. And so what do I do? How do I mess that up? Well, by what you say. So you got to be careful what you say, because according to Hebrews 11, 1, and according to other scriptures that we read, thus the flesh, the soul cannot comprehend the things of the spirit. But to God, words are important. He created the world through his words. The word of God is higher above his name. Words are important to God. So we have to be very careful what we say with our words. The Bible says that it's not what goes into a man that defiles the man, but it, what comes out of the man defiles the man, you know? And, and even what you say about yourself as a man, as a man thinketh, if you think it, you're eventually going to say it. So is he. So what you think about, what you say, what you do, all of those things matter. They matter. So from this scripture, faith is the confirmation and faith is the evidence. So someone asked how the how how does this come to pass? How did this happen? How how did how did how did God do this in your life? Faith. Faith. And of course, if they're hearing from uh, the, the soul, if they're hearing from the flesh, they're going to think, oh, well, I got faith too. Yeah, that's not how it happens, according to what we've been learning in this teaching. So, but and it's also faith that pleases God, that moves what's already available to you. The faith moves you <laughs> to what's already available to you. God, is he's already done it through his son, Jesus. Everything we need is already finished right? It's already done. So faith moves you to that thing, moves you to the place of manifesting it, to see it in your life. And Jesus already made everything. When I say everything, I'm hounding this in because I got to. Jesus has made everything available to us, but we have to receive it. I can't just sit here. If someone says there's $100 over there, I can't just sit here and think that the $100 is going to just get up and flow over and into my hand. No, I have to get up and I have to go to it and I have to take it, right? That's, that's what faith does. Faith 
builds us up to the place that we stand up and it moves us and it gets us to take possession of the thing that Christ has already made available to us. And so then what do we do after that? Now we tell people, this is how you live in the kingdom. This is how you get the thing that Jesus has already made available to us. I know I've heard, I actually was sitting down at dinner. My husband and I, this was years ago, was a neighbor of ours. And he was like, faith make, faith moves moves God and faith uh, makes this and and I and I wasn't I wasn't full like in in I'm still not I'm still learning but I had no I hadn't taken time to really learn I hadn't taken time I can't take the credit for this the Lord had I was immature okay so my eyes weren't open to receive truth at that time yet but I did hear it and I didn't take it as truth there was something it wasn't something my spirit in me was like it's real but I didn't say anything I didn't combat it because I wasn't 100% sure but I think that's the mindset that a lot of us had right is that faith moves God faith makes things happen and it's like no faith actually moves us God is done everything that he needs to do Jesus came and did what he had to do and he left and said I'm gonna leave you a helper and everything that we need, everything that this earth needs, everything is already available. See, if we say that it faith moves God, then it's like, you know, then he's still creating. For what my word said is uh, he rested on the seventh day. What my word says is Jesus said it is finished. My Bible says that it is already done, that we win. That's what my Bible says. So obviously now it's not about God doing anything and making anything. It's about us taking back what we're supposed to have, walking in the authority that has been given to us, possessing the things that is our portion. That's what it's about now. And faith is what moves us. And God looks at that. And he's like, yeah, there you go, baby girl. That's what I'm talking about. Now, that pleases me right there. That is what I'm talking about. That's what I want you to do. It pleases him because it's like we now are, are moving in the way of the Lord. Faith. Romans uh, 3 and 27 says, where is boasting then? Is it excluded by what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. So there is a law of faith that, that requires um, speaking. It requires an action. It requires believing. And I'm not, I, I still need to do a lot more uh, of studying on this. This is where I'm at in my life right now is really learning the law of faith, really activating you know, learning how to activate the faith. And I, I'm learning it and I shared it with you guys these past few uh, messages that it's about reading the word, you know, but also what I say, I don't want to get too far and we might actually, I think we're going to be looking at this a little bit later, but I love looking at the woman with the issue of blood, uh, the Canaanite woman who was asking uh, Jesus for the crumbs um, blind Bartimaeus. These are three people off of the top of my head that walked by the law of faith. They heard 
right? They heard, and I'm so like going far left because I wasn't supposed to talk about this, but I guess I need to. They heard about Jesus. So hearing, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, right? And then they said, if, well, at least talk about the woman of the issue of blood, woman of the issue of blood. She thought to herself and she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, then, so she spoke it. Then she pressed, she pressed, pressing through, keep believing, saying, I'm not going to stop until I see this. I'm not going to stop until I touch him. I'm not going to stop. So she endured, she persevered, she pressed, and then she received. Really, that's, that's from what I've been learning, especially those three accounts, it's the same. It's the same. Okay, so let's, uh, so that's why we need to be careful about what we genuinely hope for. Because like I said before, this, the law of faith applies to the just and the unjust. The world, I mean, honestly, they, they know how to do this. And it's because they really believe. Do they believe in Jesus? Nah, they believe in themselves. They believe in their talents. They believe in their money. So it's going to produce something that you really hope for and that you really believe it's going to happen because it's the law of faith. But again, like I said from our previous teaching, as believers, we should really want to hope for the thing that God wants us to hope for. Our hearts should be beating after his heart and loving the things that he loves and disliking the things that he dislikes. That's where we should be. Our motives are flowing from love, from the heartbeat of our father. Okay. Matthew 17, 19 and 20 says, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely, as surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Now, if you have been a part of church for a long time, part of Bible studies, you have heard this scripture a lot of times, Matthew 17, 19 through 20. But let's break this down just a little bit because this is extremely important and really um, seals everything that we've been talking about so far in these teachings unbelief will stop the supernatural. That's it. I mean, that's not all we're going to talk about, but that is key. Unbelief will stop the supernatural. The disciples asked Jesus, why could we do this? And he says, because of your unbelief. So if you do not believe the word, if you do not believe that Jesus has finished it. If you do not believe that healing is your portion, if deliverance is your portion, that prosperity is your portion, if you do not believe that God wants you to have a blessed life, that he wants you to prosper even as your soul prospers, if you do not believe that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask, think, or imagine, if you do not believe those things, it will stop the supernatural in your life. And we talked about this before, that there's the soul, there's the spirit, soul, and body. The soul cannot comprehend the supernatural. It just, it, it, it hears it, but it doesn't understand it. It can't convey it. And so 
all the things that are in the word are supernatural. They are birthed from the supernatural, the power of the Holy Spirit. The word of God is life. It is the spirit of truth. It is it is our daily bread. We have to feed off of it. We've been talking about that. So if Jesus says that he has finished it, that we have this life of sozo, this life of fullness, this life of wholeness, which includes healing and deliverance and provisions and, and health and all those things together. If we do not believe it based off of because we're going through our, I don't know, I'm on the left side here, but our flesh, then we're not going to see the supernatural happen in our life. That's what he's saying. Unbelief. I mean, Jesus actually couldn't even, this is Jesus, the son of God. He was the son of man, son of God. He walked in the earth and even he could not do miracles in a town because of their unbelief. Even he. So us, I mean, come on. <laughs> if Jesus couldn't do it, then why do we think that we can? So it's important to focus on your belief. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. The scripture also talks about how um, the authenticity of faith and not about the amount of faith. How, where do I get that from? If you have faith as a mustard seed or some scriptures say is the size of a mustard seed, what is that saying? It's not about the amount of faith. It's about the authenticity, the genuineness of your faith. And we talked about that before. Is it real? Is it real? You can have such, according to this scripture, you can have faith so small that it can move a mountain because if that if that's real faith, if it's genuine faith, then you can say, and we talked about that, right? So the saying, the law of faith, saying, so you can say to the mountain if it's genuine faith to move, and it will move. Not only will the mountain move from here to there, but then Jesus says, it will, nothing, I'm sorry, nothing will be impossible for you. So genuine faith is a guarantee. It's a guarantee. I mean, really, I don't even think we can fully comprehend what Jesus is saying here. I mean, and nothing will be impossible for you. And you would think, well, why would why would Jesus say that to us humans? Why would we get such authority? I mean, that's dangerous. Well, going back to what we talked about before, if we are remaining in him, if we are remaining in his love, you know, then there's no fear in what he's saying. Because think about it. If we are really modeling our lives after Jesus, when Jesus was here teaching on the kingdom, he specifically made this very clear that he does not speak for himself but of the father. And so that's why he's telling us to remain in him because then we will not be asking of ourselves. We'll be asking of the father. We'll know what to pray. We'll know what to hope for and what will be manifested will already be the will of God. Cause hear me, this is uh, when you're doing it God's way, he's not going to just give you what you, what you want. Because again, the world does that and it's not going to be prosperous. 
It's not going to be prosperity. It's just not about money, right? So it's not going to be prosperous. It's not going to fill you. It's not going to be sozo. It's not going to be fullness. It's not going to be wholeness. So if anything, it might lead you to, it, well, not might, it'll lead you to death. It look pretty. It'll look, you know, popular. It'll look flashy, but it will be destroying your soul. But here, if we're truly asking of the father's heart and it's in alignment and it's in his will, then what? Ever we ask for will be given it nothing will be impossible nothing will be impossible healing not impossible you know having provisions for not just yourself but for the people at your church for the homeless doing outreach that's not impossible there is a surplus of of benefits and a surplus of of gifts that God wants to give us. I mean, just, just, just waiting, just, you know, just waiting. And that's why I think Jesus, it blesses his heart to actually say this, that nothing will be impossible. Everything you need, all of your supplies will be met, right? So, but that's genuine, genuine faith, genuine faith that flows from the heart of God, that flows from love and not flows from anything other than that. Okay. So, so that's genuine faith. Well, inactive faith or false faith flows from fear. It flows from doubt. It flows from anything other than love. It's dead and it leads to death. It has to be more than uh, words. Genuine faith has to be more than words because inactive faith or false faith is not going to produce any works. It's really going to fall flat. You're going to be saying, I believe, I believe, I believe, you know, have you, have you heard people that says, you know, I know God is calling me to, uh, I'm going to call y'all out for a minute. Okay. Show me some grace. I know God has called me to write a book. I know God called me to, to do an album. I know God has called me to start this business and you just say it. And you've been saying it now for 15 years and you have not done anything. That, my sis, my sis, that's false faith. It's not, it's inactive. So it's incomplete. And how do I know that? Because it hasn't produced a work. And it's not even you. I'm not saying, okay, well, your faith is going to make you quit your job. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if it, if you really believe it, you really believe it and you're not worried about provision. You're not worried about popularity. You're not even worried about it being successful. You know, it really is coming from your spirit. Then your spirit man will lead you to make faith moves that, you know, God just speaks to you about. I actually had one of my lead sisters talk to me the other day about the rhema word. Like that's what happens. Like when your faith is really it, when it's produced and it's and it's activated, it's going to produce a rhema word. It's going to cause you, it's, you're going to hear God say, do this and you're going to do it. You ain't going to care about your finances. You're not going to care about what people say. You're not going to care about it. And what's going to happen? You're going to, you're going to move and he's going to tell you to, to do this. And he's going to put this on your heart, finish that book, finish that, you know, call this person, go this place. And what's happening? It's manifesting. You're going to see. And that's, let me tell you, when you start seeing 
when when faith starts when faith starts producing these works and you start your eyes start to see it your flesh get a little excited it's like oh my gosh this is really happening you know you like you get real excited and it it it, it charges you you gotta be careful about that because you don't want to get in front of god okay you i'm talking to myself too you don't want to get in front of him you want to stay behind him because you get so excited but if you have been talking and talking and talking about doing and doing and there has been no movement, I want you to really look at where, don't call it faith. I don't know. Call it an ambition. You know, call it a dream. It ain't faith. Don't say you have faith behind that because you don't. You know, call it a desire. That's, I didn't mean a dream. Call it, well, it could be a dream too, but call it a desire. This is a desire. But faith will, not you, faith will produce a work. The work will be God. And how do you know what work to do? He'll speak and you'll start moving and you will start seeing the manifestation. But if it's not, from your spirit that is going to not produce and you're going to hear a lot of, I don't know if I'm good enough. I haven't done it because I don't have enough finances. I haven't done it because I don't have help. You'll it'll have all these excuses surrounding it and you blaming God. And it's like, no, no, you can't. No, honestly, if you have that desire, because I believe God gives us the desires of our hearts. I believe he wants to. He He can't force that on you. You got to do something about it. And what do you do? You can't just go write the book and think that it's going to just be a blessing. No, you get into the word. Don't try to jump straight to the fruit and you miss the whole root system. This is your root system. You got to work on that first. You got to get in God's word. Make sure your heart is right. Why? Oh, Holy Spirit is talking. Because... If that thing is manifested and it's not rooted in the love of God, that thing can kill you. How? Pride. Pride. That's why there's a scripture that says little by little, you know, that, that, and, and don't despise the small beginnings. I mean, there's so many things in that because if you are doing it God's way, the producing of your faith, it's slow and it's producing, but it's also creating in you a clean heart, renewing in you a right, well, not a right spirit. Hold on. I can't use that one because your spirit's always already right, but it's creating in you a clean heart. It's, it's producing a heart that wants to please God. It's producing a heart that's grounded in his root system. So then when the book does come up and somebody hears about it and then it becomes a New York bestseller, you are not standing on your book like it's your savior you're not looking at yourself like oh i did that look at me and you're not telling people go do you boo and you 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 you're wonderful and you no 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 it's god god did this go to him you you want your you want to see your dreams manifested you want to see your hopes manifested because god wants that for you but you got to do it his way and hear me don't you dare give up on that thing that you are hoping for, that thing that you believe God has put in you. Don't give up on it. Just do it his way. And his way is kind of, it's, it's simple in word. It's a little bit more difficult in flesh because we like things right away. 
right? You know, it's like, I'm hungry. I'm going to stick something in the microwave. I can't stand waiting for that daggone oven for 15 minutes for it to get to 425. Like we get that. We get like that. You know, we want stuff right away. But if you can, what's the word? Have self-control. Well, how do I get that? By reading the word. If you start exercising that self-control and do it God's way, he wants to blow your mind. He, he's not mad at you. He's not disappointed in you. He wants to bless you. He wants to see you succeed. He wants to. The plans for the plans he has for you are great. They're not to harm you. They're to give you a hope and a future. That's and see, this is why you gotta get in God's word. Because when you read that, then you like, he actually is for me. Like he is okay with me dreaming and wanting to see this ministry do well. He wants to see me be able to be a blessing to somebody else. He wants to see me do well in the marketplace. He wants to see me succeed as a wife. He wants to see me raise these children. Like you, you'll start to see it in the word of God because that's what he wants to do, but you have to do it his way. And the beautiful thing about God is he'll grace you. He'll let you go for a minute. You know, you'll, you'll go and he'll be like, okay, she going too far. I got to steer her this way or I got to shut that down. That is not him being disappointed in you. That's him disciplining you. That's him guiding you back to his truth. Oh, and he does it in such a way that only he can. But he's sending me to tell you, like we in this together, in this thing I'm literally walking in this thing I, I know I'm going to look at this recording I don't know maybe two years from now and be like wow that was the beginning look at what God has done I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be like now I can tell you for sure for sure this is God's way but right now I am speaking in faith this is this is I'm in <laughs> it's just now hitting me I am in my faith walk right now. Do you know my flesh has said to me, how can you teach this? You haven't been doing this for two. You haven't even been doing this for two years. You're just really starting to understand this. And, and but so I told somebody today at church, I said, you know, she was like, you're doing, a, you're doing something else. It's like, this is what God told me. He told me, he told me I was driving an eight hour trip with my children. And I heard God so clearly say, you going to get in that city and I want you to start a Bible study and I want you to start uh, doing your videos again. I heard it. That was the rhema word. And I am literally doing it. This is my very first. Well, this isn't the first video. This is segment number whatever, but I'm recording it all in one session. So this is my very first one. I'm walking this out in faith. But what's making this time different? because I want to do it God's way. I don't want to focus on how many people see this. I don't want to focus on trying to prove to people that I told you I had a dream. I don't, you know, all that stuff. I want to do it God's way and God's way. This is a, this is, this is a faith move and it's going to manifest something. If it doesn't, it may manifest in somebody else's life and I may not even know about it, but I do believe I'm going to start seeing some stuff. I do with everything in me, I do. 
but it wasn't something that I tried to conjure up. I wasn't, it wasn't from a motive of, oh, I got more to do because I already got a lot to do. You know, this ministry is small, but it's very active. And so I already have a lot to do. So what am I saying? We're in this together. We're in this together. All right, let me get to this scripture. Um, James 2 and 14, listen to this. What is the benefit, my fellow believer, if someone claims to have faith, but has no good works? as evidence. Can that kind of faith save him? No, a mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produces good works. It doesn't say genuine people produce good works. It doesn't say genuine thoughts produce good works. It doesn't say genuine ambition produces good works. It doesn't say good motives produce good works. It says genuine faith. Faith is the thing that produces the good works and you don't know when you're going to hear the assignment. You don't, you have no idea. You, <laughs> I'm telling you now, you have no idea. That's the testing of your faith. That's what that is. You, you say you got faith. All right, here we go. And, and God's going to speak. And are you going to move? I don't know. It depends on if your faith is genuine. Because genuine faith produces the good work. If it's genuine, then you're going to move. You're going to move and you're going to be like, get out my way. <laughs> I got to do this. You know, boo, I love you, but I got I got to do this. You know, you roll with me or not. I got to do what my daddy's telling me to do. I feel it. I I got this fire. You know, that's, that's what's going to happen. So good works are produced by your faith in the spirit, not in the flesh. That's law versus love. It's law versus love. Law says I have to produce. Love produces it for you. And what do you do? You respond by doing it. You just, you do it. And you don't need an explanation. You don't know what's about to happen. You don't even know how it's going to happen. You know, I've, I, the world has called it the big jump. You know, it, it's, well, sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's small. Who knows? Whatever the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. But that's, that's the difference. John 9, verse 1 through 5 says, While he was passing, it's talking about Jesus, while he was passing by, he noticed a man who had been blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, teacher, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed and illustrated in him. We must work the works of him who's, oh yeah, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world, giving guidance through my word and works. I love this because he said, we must work the works of him who sent me. We must work the works of him. Ah, so we must work the works of the spirit, work the works of him, not the works of us while it is day. That says that we, when he speaks, we need to move. We need to move, right? Night is coming when no one can work. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, when the rhema word of God speaks and calls you into action, we must work the works of him. That's faith. 
That's faith. Without genuine faith, what you hope for cannot be done. It cannot be manifested. It is so important to understand that. And so I think I'm coming to a close soon. I want to read Mark, uh, Mark 6, verse 5. And he cannot do a miracle there at all because of their unbelief, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. This is what I was talking about before. If you have no hope, then you have nothing to have faith for. If you do not believe, if you don't, if you have so much unbelief, it's not going to produce anything. And, and it really, this is why the word of God, again, back to the very first point that I made in the very first teaching, the word of God tells us what to hope for. Um, and we also talked about, you know, it, our faith flowing from love because if we don't understand the side of the flesh versus the spirit, then it's really easy to get disappointed. You know, if your hope is coming from a place of, I mean, you could genuinely be a nice person. I mean, really, you could genuinely like, I just want to please God. I mean, you could even say that I just want to please God. Well, it's faith that pleases him. It's faith. And it's not false faith. It's not faith that is rooted in, I have so many insecurities and I just want to prove to myself that I'm good, that I'm worthy or that I can do something or, you know, in the world, those are like, those, that's applauded. You know, that mindset is applauded. Like, yes, you came from hard times and you got out the hood and you showed your people and it's, it's empowering. And I believe God uses that, you know, to help, to help people. But his word says that faith is what pleases him. His word says that genuine faith produces works. We have to stand on the word and do it God's way. We have to, it has to be the most important thing. And so I'm hoping that this teaching will at least kind of get you to understand that there is the flesh way of trying to produce things. And then there's the spirit way of trying to produce things. And they really, they, they rub because it can look like you succeeding. I mean, you could be going hard for years to build an empire and you get it. And then what happens? You are so depressed. You are lonely. You are lifeless. And the most scariest thing, you are far from God. And, but all that time, it looks like you were succeeding and it looked like God. And, you know, you put God's hand and you stamped God's hand on it. You know, it's like, God, God did this. God is in this. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. And then you get it. And it's like, God, man, I, 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 I didn't do it your way, but then you have it in the spirit. You do it in the spirit and it really happens underground. The, the whole, you know, producing it. When I say underground, it's, it's happening inside and it manifests itself outside and it doesn't look like you're succeeding all the time. And you don't have a whole bunch of people cheering you on because you can't even explain why, <laughs> you know, you like, I'm, I, I don't, you know, 
but you taking you 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 moving by faith and you taking the faith moves and you you see a glimpse you know sometimes the manifestation is another instruction so i don't i don't know i don't i can't tell you that because i don't know how god is going to do it but understand that in the world the flesh can really fool you into thinking that you're operating in the spirit but you got to remember the flesh cannot convey cannot understand the things of the spirit the only thing that will keep you going doing it god's way is faith that's it let me read um james 1 23 to you it says for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it he is like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in the mirror for once he has looked at himself and gone away he immediately forgets what he looks like but he who looks carefully into the perfect law the law of liberty and faithfully abides by it not having become a careless listener who forgets but an active doer who obeys he will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. So listening to this, don't forget that it's faith that pleases God. Don't forget to read your word. Don't forget how, I mean, it, every, every instruction, everything we need is in the Bible. And when you read it, don't just read it, become a doer of it. Know that question, you know, take the word of God and question your motives. Am I doing this for him? What am I doing this for? And if you're not sure, then just chill out, stay still and read, <laughs> read your word because the word of God, what does it say? It, 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 um, it gives you insight. It judges your intentions. It judges your motives. It will make it clear to you. The word of God will let you know if you're abiding in him or not. The word of God will do it. And the word of God will get you to a place to abide in his word. Uh, Matthew 21, 21. This is my last scripture I'm going to leave with you. So Jesus answered and said to them, Surely I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. So my final point to you as I reel this in, what is he talking about with the fig tree? Well, there was a fig tree and I actually just had a conversation with one of my leaders uh, two days ago about this, but um, there was a fig tree. You can read about this in Mark um, I want to say Mark chapter 11. I might be off. Um, I, I have a feeling I am. But anyway, somewhere in Mark, the disciples were walking with Jesus. Jesus sees this fig tree and it had leaves, but it didn't have any figs. The figs grow first, then the leaves grow. And so he saw the leaves, did not see the figs, did not see the fruit. So he cursed it. And then he went into town, did teaching. So 24 hours later, he's walking out of town. He's, they see the fig tree and it had withered. And so when Jesus is right here saying, surely I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree. So what he's saying is he cursed the root of the fig tree. So how does that apply to us? Well, we can curse 
things that are not growing in our lives, like sickness, poverty, depression, anxiety. He's saying, if you have faith and do not doubt those things in your life that are not your inheritance, those things in your life that do not glorify me, you can curse them at the root. But what also is he saying is, look at the time span of it. 24 hours later, he knew that if he spoke, that it was going to die. He wasn't worried about when, and it didn't happen right away, but he did not doubt. And so he's saying to us, you can do the same thing. You can curse your symptoms, curse your sickness, curse all the mental health issues. You can, this is what... This is what the words say, okay? I know this is not popular and I know, you know, you should be receiving this. After listening to all this teaching by now, you should be able to receive this by now. But if not, it's okay, but I'm gonna say it anyway. This is what Jesus is saying. So you can say to these things, you can curse them at their root because they're not producing the fruit that is yours. That is the spirit, love, joy, peace, the sound of my, all those things self-control, gentleness, all the fruits of the spirit. If it's not lining up with that, curse it and don't doubt. So they still may show a day later, two days later, it still may be there. So why is he saying, do, what is he saying? Do not doubt, have faith, do not doubt. So what you do, what you do to this fig tree, what I did to this fig tree, you can do it too. And also, if you say to this mountain, by the way, now that you operating in faith, you can say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. It will, not maybe, it will be done. What is he saying? When you tap into this law of faith, when you tap into it, when you know, when you believe, when you have faith and you do not doubt, you can cast things out, you can curse things, you can move things, you can speak to things, you can pull things down, you can walk in things. That's what Jesus is saying. Oh my gosh, that's what he's saying. I don't know about you, but that is, that's for me. And I believe it's for you too, for those who have ears to hear let them hear. That's for us. That's kingdom living. That's victorious living. That is how God wants us to live. That's not a victim mentality, honey. Oh, no, 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 no. That is victorious living. And this is what I'm so excited that this was our first teaching series on victorious living, Soul Sister Victorious Living, because this is going to set us on a path that is going to be powerful. And listen, I, you know, my name ain't in lights. I ain't on certain stations and stuff right now. You know, I'm just doing what God told me to do. But I do ask you to listen to the, if, if my appearance bothers you, then I don't know, turn, turn away from the TV, but listen to what I'm saying. Just listen to what I'm saying. It, just go to the scriptures and read them for yourself and do it. Let's do this together because we are living victorious lives. Okay. So 
Thank you for um, listening to this series. I'm excited to, if it, if, you know, if God tells me to do, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, and right now this is what he's telling me to do. So I will be back for another series on victorious living. So sister victorious living. And if you want to, um, send me, if this has helped you, if you're starting to see stuff manifest, if you want the lead sisters and I to be in prayer with you, email us, you can email directly at info at soulsisterglobal.org. You can also email at soulsisterprayerrequest at gmail.com. And that is a very secure email uh, line that the lead sisters check and is very confidential and they come into agreement with you. But I am believing that you are about to see the, you are about to feel, let's start, not, not even feel, you're going, no, you're going to supernaturally start to feel the love of God overtake your life. You're going to start to um, see faith rise up in you. You're going to start to actively and expressively see your faith working and you're going to see the things that you've hoped for manifested. And when I tell you when it happens, I'm going to be sitting here rejoicing with you, girl. It's going to be so incredible. And once you see that, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to go tell, go tell others, go tell others. Like this is the kingdom. This is kingdom living. This is what God wants and do it. And even if they look at you like, girl, bye, then brush your feet off and keep it a walking. But you got to keep telling. You got to keep telling people what Jesus has done. You have to. Okay. So I encourage you with that. And I pray that you have a blessed day. I will see you soon.